Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for the second week of the finals 2015. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is shocked that Mike Brady got the call to perform at this year's grand final. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Michael, I am like, I'm like Robbo on a flummox night of 360. I, when I heard that news, I was just sitting there and I was like, can you uh, just Mike, 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 Mike Brady, Mike, the... Because one, one day in September, what I can't get a form. Yep, at Mike the grand Brady. final itself, the, the the one day in October. And do you know what the you know the song he's going to do oh. up there, Kazali. Did he just? Is that a new one? Yeah, I think he's been working on a few new tracks for a while. Yeah, now. okay, all right. Yeah, yep. up there, Kazali. What a shock! Who would have thought that the AFL would come to the party and have that man, that man perform that song that he's performed for the last. 123 years. <laughs> that, that game, it predates the Kazali fam arriving in yep. Australia. He wrote that as they were landing in, uh, in, in yep. Port Phillip Bay. He was throwing around a, a barrel of rum pretty yep. well, yep. handballing that around amongst the uh, convicts. And Mike Brady said, da, 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 da. <laughs> No, no, no. Is that how it goes? Oh, no, that was... Uh, there are days of work and living. Yeah, that's up yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I just say that and I think that song came out in about 1979. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it around that era. And yep. the reason I, because uh, I, I, I love that song because when it says up there in atom, it sounds like Adam. So oh, yeah, I felt, so. you know, a bit of a. I was a young kid. I felt yep. a, a personal, you know. Um, I felt that he had written it for me. Yeah, be like the Manson family. They hear the Beatles and they think Helter Skelter. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah. He, they wrote it for us. But yeah. um, I had a seven-inch vinyl copy of that. That was my first ever musical album slash single that I ever uh-huh. owned. Uh-huh. And it was the, uh, the Up There Kazali single. It had a B-side. Could not for the life of you tell me what the B-side was. I think it was just him doing Up There Kazali a cappella. Yeah, I wonder. It could have been... It could have been one day in September that he did. No, I, I reckon. I reckon that was a lot later. Yep. It would have been like uh, having a dart watching the footy. It would have been something like that. Um, you know. Oh, what? Do, what do you mean? I think his second. The B side was "Fuck Off." Twelve can limit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was very popular at the time. But I no, had said that it was. It was called "There'll Never Be a Team from Western Sydney." <laughs> <laughs> it, it's called uh, "I Can Boo Who I Fucking Want to Boo." Yep. <laughs> It was a good B-side. I liked it. Yeah, the remix yeah. is fantastic. That's where we're different, actually, because my first album they ever bought was Innocent Eyes by Delta Goodrum. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was only the last couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this millennium, wasn't it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's disturbing. But my brother, he threw the 7-inch across the room one day. He must have been angry at me. And yeah. I I wept like a, like a like a six-year-old boy who had his 7-inch vinyl thrown across the room. I was oh, distressed. Me. That that's that was never going to play again. And that I may never 
here, up there, Kazali ever again, Michael. But luckily, the AFL has come to the party this year. Yeah, Who's just this year. Who's going to do year? that? Yeah. Uh, Kate Sobrano is going to do the anthem. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, she Jerry, did it will in... she slip in a bit of Scientology work in there? Yeah, yeah, and it's all, it's all, it's all part of the plan. Yeah, so she'll start singing mate. the national anthem, and then she'll mention that Xenu is in all the uh, volcanoes and that the more <laughs> money you pay to get a better theatre rating is better for everyone at the game. And the team with the better theatre rating will obviously win the grand final. We all yeah. know that. Yeah, perfect, perfect. That's all part of the plan. And yeah. uh, she performed it in 2002 at the uh, Brisbane Lions-Collingwood Clash. Okay. So they're kind of recycling pretty quickly, aren't they? I mean, they recycled uh, Olivia Newton-John last year. She did it in 86. So You know what we're all waiting for then? I mean, you know what? They should have held off. If it's a West Coast Hawthorne grand final, hmm. that just screams Angry oh. Anderson and a fucking Batmobile. Oh, they've gone way early, haven't they? They yeah. should work it out. Well, all, they, all they do is hold off another back. week. I mean, Mike Brady, what's he doing? He's just sitting at home in his fucking underpants. He's got, <laughs> he's got Sayo crackers all over him. He's thinking he about... Probably, he probably... Sorry to cut you off. He probably uh, does like... 25,000 corporates on grand final week oh, fuck. and then doesn't have to do anything for the rest of the year. Mate, when he's not singing about uh, Heinz baked beans or Sayo yeah. crackers, the guy's just fucking swimming in money. He's he's just minted. Yeah, like he'd show up at the uh, parade and he'd show up at Crown and do that 55 times. He'd probably do it at the Brownlow functions or the, well, and, the, and just does that kind of heavy week and well, then it's like off to, off to the Greek island that he owns. Well, I went to the Carlton B&F last year and he, right. he performed there. And I, it must have been up there, Kazali, because you're not singing one day in September to the Carlton supporters. <laughs> uh, so he would, he would be fucking flat out from end of August right through yeah. the first week of October yeah. and then he just kicked, just chills out just goes yeah. and goes to Colombia and just you know gets on the gear if anything we're lucky to oh, don't say if anything <laughs> if anything if anything we're lucky to have him madam we're lucky to have that australian icon because he just got party so hard in the 11 months he's got free <laughs> i mean look i when i was a kid i loved that song i imagine yeah, one great. day in september it, it you know it gets the hairs on the back of your neck standing up and it, it's yep. just it screams we're playing AFL footy we yep. love it up there because what a great song by the way and uh, now Adam uh, a bit like last week when I was up in Marks and Noddy Studios mm. I'm not in um not in Melbourne this week I'm actually in Sydney uh, the newly named yeah Rod Carter Studios what a beautiful Lewis Craig Nettlebeck nah. We thought change that name. Yeah, because that's shit house. <laughs> no, I love the Rod Carter Studios. I love the yeah. fact that uh, it's always it's always on like an eight degree angle. Yes, definitely. It's a little bit tricky underfoot. You got to yeah. you kind of can't have an orange. It'll just roll off the table. <laughs> <laughs> you got to focus. And every now and again, it kicks a goal. Like every fifteen years or so, it'll kick a goal. Yeah, and it kind of it's kind of got a bit of grumpy feel about it too. Well, it kind of. I, I mean, everyone loved Tilt. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon he would have hated like? You know, he's got a neck issue. His head's at an angle and everyone, he gets a nickname, Tilt. He's like, fuck, man, I'm self-conscious. I can't meet women. People yeah. call me Tilt. They notice yeah, yeah. it. It's, oh, not, it's brother, not good. His brother, Gary One Nut, was furious about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good hey, family. Uh, Adam. Yes. There were two big finals on the weekend. They were massive. Last night was huge except for, like, you know, the crowd. No, that's true. I think about 30,000 showed up. At ANZ Stadium, which uh, is... That's what are they? Sometimes they get like around sixty five thousand out there to the trip out to Parramatta, which you have made, haven't you, Michael? I have made that trip. Yeah, I think they probably peaked out with that Collingwood prelim in twenty twelve. Yeah, but I think we can officially say that, that surely it's dead. Surely, 
surely. I mean, they tried to kill Ruffy early this year. Yeah. And and now, surely, they're trying to kill the game with having 30,000 people show up there. We're going to have a, a delightful Sydney cricket ground waiting for them. Well, it's, it's local. It's local to where the fans live. I imagine most yeah. of the Sydney Swans fans, they're around Randwick. They're around Moore Park. They don't want yep. to venture out past. They don't want to see, like... Regular people. They don't want to see people who average like $50,000 a year. Oh, God, that'd be awful. It's disgusting. They don't need to see that. And only 30,000, you know, took the pledge, but they've come back. They've got post-traumatic stress syndrome. They'd be there going, we saw people in tracksuit pants near the station. Oh, we went near a wet and wild. It was so uncouth. Oh, yeah, it was disgusting. There were people Uh, eating pies. And they have a brand new footbridge. We're ready and waiting for them at the um, SCG. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, and I think the AFL, I think they have one more year left on that deal, but the AFL are going to try and wrangle something to get out of it. Well, so they should. Yeah. You can't have 31000 for a semi-final of AFL football. I don't care who you are. I mean, you know, for, if that was NRL, that's, that's three times the limit, but that's not good enough. We need better than that, and I know, it, you know they broadcast it back into Melbourne and it looks fantastic, but no one likes to go out there. So, you know what we should do is just blow it up. Yeah. Actually, it's so far out. They actually broadcast it live back into Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just blow it up. How good would that be if everyone got to go out there, just watch it get ex- just detonated? Well, they're doing a big number on it, though, Adam. They're putting a roof on it. They're doing a big, um, Are they? big renovation of that stadium. It's the Olympic Stadium. Do not forget that, Adam. That Adam is true. Rosenbach's. That is oh, true. Kathy Freeman. Mm. Uh, and so they're doing that. It's Tatiana Grigorieva. Memories there, mate. Memories. It's true. Does, how often does Kathy go out there? I should go out there. I'm sure there's a statue of us. Surely there's a statue somewhere. There'd better be a statue. Hey, can I talk about statues very quickly? Yeah, of course you can, mate. Uh, well, I've got a job as a busker. I'm a human statue now. Things are going very well. <laughs> good, good. Where are you doing that at? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I dress up like Eddie Betts and I don't move. Oh, mate, um, he's going hard on Eddie Betts. Carlton champion. Now, uh, I, uh, up near Mark Stenotti Studios is Suncorp Stadium, home of the Brisbane Broncos. Yes, it is too. So I wandered down there. They've got a few statues out the front, which are quite nice. Got one of uh, King Wally. Yep. Holding up, uh, holding up a State of Origin shield. I thought they might have gone with uh, King Wally, like unconscious on a news desk when he'd had a, <laughs> have a, had an epileptic fit. Yeah. No. Let's go for the man's health. That's a good one. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Andrew Lockyer. Have him. They have oh yeah. Him, statue of him. And then they have no, one. Da- Darren. Darren Lockyer. Uh, sorry. Da- Darren, oh, yeah. Michael, you are never allowed in Queensland again. And then they Why didn't they have one. Darren Lockyer when he was uh, walking on a bar with his pants off, waving didn't him around his head? Didn't he strip off on a pool table or something? No, it was, it was on a bar. Yeah, and, I, I think I have fun. I think he was. I think he was still the captain of the team when he did that. Yeah, leadership. You got to lead from the front. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and then they have one statue of uh, legend Mal Meninga. Oh yeah, and you got close to the Mal Meninga statue, and yeah. it's uh, it's quite haunting, actually. Haunting. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling it's going to come alive and tackle you. Like, it, you kind of quite... The eyes are very piercing. I stood in front of it for about a minute. I was transfi- transfixed. And it's got about the same charisma as Mel Meninga, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you try to talk to it, it just kind of grunts back. Yeah, and it's got about the same uh, political drive as you Mel Meninga. A, you pull a cord on the back, it goes, me, ball, <laughs> meat. <laughs> but uh, the other three, uh, there might be more around the other side, but they were the three that I saw. No, they're the ones at the stadium. front, on the good side. Do you think, okay, uh, speaking of champions... How long before they do an Adam Goods uh, statue outside the SCG? Yeah, well, um, he'd be high up there in the list, wouldn't he? Have two to be. Time, two-time Brownlow medalist. Brought the crowd together. Two premierships? <laughs> yes, 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 he did bring the crowd <laughs> as one. Uh, two premierships, uh, 370-odd games, I believe. Yeah. And now he's retired. The poor dude. 
Um, uh, no fanfare. I think they chaired off uh, Reese Shaw. Yes, they did. Well, because Goodsy hadn't told him, he kept it to himself. He did. So he probably had a bit of a chat. Surely he would have had a chat to the Swans hierarchy and said what he plans were. Do you reckon? I reckon Goodsy would have kept it to himself. Why tell people? Why make a big deal of it? Because then otherwise it can get leaked, Michael. If it's in your own head, oh, yeah, can't sure. get out. Oh, and horses are fucking sieve. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and so, yeah, after the game yesterday, he had a chat to the team and said, I'm out ski, mate. I'm out ski. Do you reckon he gave a bit of a spray on the way out to a few people he didn't like? Just picked people off? Just said to the old little dude, just went, mate. Oh, the old man. I'm I, sick of you getting in the I, fucking middle of every huddle are we seeing. Oh, dude, who do you think you are? It's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like it if he just ripped into that guy. Oh. Just said, I've had to pretend to be your friend <laughs> for 18 years now. I am so glad to cut you loose. Yeah. Every goal I kicked was aimed at your face, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I hate your little white-faced guts. The only thing during the whole booing thing, the only thing that kept me going is to play out of, <laughs> out of spite for you. I'd never hit you in the head yet, and I was hoping one day yeah, I could I lock thought one in. The only person who had came close was Plugger Lockett, and I just wanted to emulate Plugger. Yeah, yeah. So, poor Goodsy. I, uh, uh, I hope he feels uh, fulfilled in his football uh, career. Well, I hope he didn't go out because of... You know yeah. what has happened over the last couple of years. That would be very disappointing because he's he's played fairly well in the last uh, you know few weeks. But I'll come back. Yep. I will say that there is a bit of controversy about the, uh, the 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 studs into the shin. That will be either brought up or overlooked because he's a champion. But if he wasn't, it may have been brought up. Uh, and apparently, he not, he's not going to be around for. Uh, any of the functions. So if they want to get him to do a lap around the MCG before the end of the uh, before the grand final, he's not going to be around. He's going to go to um go overseas for two months. So he's kind of essentially finishing up and jumping on a plane. Well, he was going to do that even if the Swans made the grand final. That's the kind of commitment he has to holidays. Yeah, it's really weird actually. Yeah, the, the flight to America booked on Monday, even though yeah they could have had the win, might be going to Perth, but he was like, no, nah, I'm out. Wow. Hey, I got a bargain. <laughs> do you reckon he was talking about on the field? He's like, don't kick that. I've got a trip to. Oh, I'm losing points. <laughs> Just talking to people, like talking to his opponent. Have you ever been to San Francisco? Where should I go? Yeah, what's, what, what's the weather like this time of year? <laughs> well, I need a jacket in New York. Boo. Yeah. Um, One man who does get booed a little bit is, uh, and he's another champion of our game, and it seems to be the longer you play, people learn to hate you more. But uh, Boomer Harvey. Yeah, Boomer. He gets, like, I don't, I don't think opposition teams boo him so much, but uh, they were talking after the Richmond game last week that he mm. copped a lot of sledges mm. during the game. Um, there was a the talk that, you know, people say he's too old, he's goal hungry, he's a sook, all these kind of things. That's mainly you. Well, yeah, but if he's on Twitter, mate, he's asking for it. <laughs> but there was an article in the paper uh, written by Jay Clark, and he was talking about, you know, Boomer Harvey and how he put up with it. And he said last week... Against Richmond, uh, this is a quote from Harvey. He said, Sean Grigg told me last week that I was selfish yeah, and that I was taking up another young guy's spot on the list. You really are kind of grasping at straws when you have to kind of, <laughs> you're heckling with list management. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I think you're grasping at straws when you're Sean Grigg <laughs> and you're giving people shit. You're like, to a guy uh, who played 407 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like he's just, uh, no, Boomer yeah, Harvey's good, mate. Boomer Harvey's going through the footy record number six. Sean Griggs, sorry. I got you, buddy. Yeah, no. Where'd you come from? Carlton. Yeah. No, let's <laughs> talk about shit, mate. Yeah, we let's talk to... about all your good finals. 
But what What's I love premierships, mate. You're EJ Witten medal, mate. You're rubbish, <laughs> mate. You're rubbish. Ah, uh, you, you're third, you're second on the all times game list. Yeah. You're no good. Yeah. You've never been any good, mate. Yeah. Oh, you ran away from me and kicked a goal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's a young guy on the on the list who could be playing today that I could probably maybe break even. I probably wouldn't, but I could go close. <laughs> I'd be more close than I would with you. <laughs> But my favourite quote from Boomer after he said all that, so another guy taking up a spot on the list, he said, quote, that was interesting, I thought. I keep those little things in the back of my mind. And I'm oh, thinking, yeah, sure. no, no, no. You're playing him in the game. He's just said that to you. Yep. Don't put it in the back of your mind, mate. No. You've no. got to use it right now. Why are you filing that away? Just go, that- oh, what you said, I'm a young, you're taking him a young guy spot. Fucking watch this goal, dickhead. I think Boomer's been a bit political there, a bit, a bit friendly, you know, a bit delicate. I think, I think he would have heard... You're taking the list, and he would have said, "Go fuck yourself, you fucking cunt." <laughs> <laughs> he does talk like that. I've seen him for a little man. He's got a big potty mouth. Oh, oh, talks like a sailor. Yeah, and he uh, said uh, he was getting stuck into me a little bit, but I'm a competitor, and you are, Boomer. Hats off, junk time. Hats off to you, my friend. Yeah, for sure, man. Now let's not uh, forget another little game on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Hawthorne made the 18th preliminary final of my lifetime, Adam. How old are you? you <laughs> that's, uh, God, that sickens me. Eighteen. Every 2.111111 recurring uh, years, my team makes a prelim. Can I just say, if there are any Melbourne junk timers out there who happen to see Michael in public, you have my full support to just go and punch him in the face. Yeah, dude, I will. I will get punched, though, dude. I will. Yeah, so you should. Yeah. Probably no, by me. Yeah. So uh, Mighty Hawthorne uh, took on the Crows, and we were talking about it the other day, and it happens every single year. The two teams that lose in the qualifying uh, finals. Qualifying final. Everyone jumps off. Now, they Sydney did lose in the end. Very undermanned Sydney in the end. Yeah, occasionally one of the top four will go out in straight sets, like Geelong yeah. did last year, but it's pretty yeah. rare. It usually goes to form. Qualifying final loss, bounce back in a semi, yep. and then everything's back to normal. You know, yeah, yeah. people are all over Adelaide. They're going to win. They're going really well. And then they just fell apart. And Hawthorne, I believe the, that, that was stung, Michael. That was stung into gear. Yeah, I think they had a little leadership meeting on the Monday or Tuesday and kind of had a bit of a chat about what they were going to do. Yep. And uh, I think that, I, th- I can't remember where I heard this, but they um, thought they'd uh, bring back a little bit of the unsociable football. Yeah. That they'd been a bit timid. I think a bit wary about, you know, we don't want to get suspended. We don't want to, you know, have points to carry over and the like. And then they went, uh, stuff that. And they went and towed up Adelaide by about 74 points. And it was pretty much over by halftime, you'd probably have to oh, say. I would say even by quarter time. That game was done and dusted. And I think mm-hmm. when you have a leadership meeting and you know when Hodgie's into his third beer, yeah. that you're yeah. going to get, you're going <laughs> to hear the truth. You're going to find out what's going on. Uh, so now they're all heading to WA. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a road trip for the Kangas. They're going to play uh, the Eagles on Saturday night. Yeah. And Hawthorne are going to play the Dockers on Friday night. That's going to be a great game. Like, if I was Hawthorne, I would have headed over on maybe the Saturday. Uh-huh. And just do your recovery over there. You get to, you know, maybe go to Rottnest Island, hang out with some quokkas. They're lovely. Yep, yep, acclimatise. Yeah, just get yourself used to it so you get a regular sleep pattern rather than spend four hours on a plane the day before. That's you do true. it six days before, and then you get yep. there, and then just chill out. And then I reckon after the prelim, you're pretty happy you've made the grand final. Make a weekend of it. Yep. Make a long weekend of it. Absolutely. You know, come back to Melbourne, maybe on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday. Yeah. Um, go, know, down, go down to Margaret River, celebrate, yeah. have a couple yeah. of wines down there. Yeah, take in Bunbury. Yeah. You know, whatever you, whatever you want to do, mate. You know, you've made the grand final. You've made you've the grand final, it. yeah. Yeah, 
chill out, chill out a little. And they're not going to be pushing you hard for training, are they? Well, they're not. No way. And it's your fourth in a row. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. So it's all, it's all fine. Get a few wines. You know, bring back a few wines for the celebrations too. Absolutely. Yeah, or commiserations. Up to you. Don't want to get ahead of yourselves. The best of WA wine. And um, yeah. so, yeah. But I think I think in actual reality, I think a few of the players are going to be heading over on the Wednesday. Oh, okay. Do you think Jack yeah. Gunston will play? Uh, yeah, I reckon he will. I reckon you he think will. think he will? Will he be underdone, Michael? You don't. You, you get exposed if you take an underdone player into, into grand finals. Well, by that logic then, what about the talk about Ryan Crowley coming in? I think he's ready to go. I mean, I don't know, man. I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see him doing, Michael? <laughs> no, I saw it. Look, okay, he was wearing a tracksuit. <laughs> but, he, uh, yeah, there's talk about Ryan Crowley coming in now. His suspension is up, so he's allowed to play on that particular date. Yep. Uh, been out for the entire year. Really just been running around doing laps. That's all uh, he can do, isn't he? Just... What would he do? You just how, how many laps can you run without getting like super bored? What does he say to himself in his head? Does he go, oh, you know, Gary Ablett's 30 metres away and he sprints over to get him and, you know, he's just sledging along the way. Um, but also by the fact that uh, Sam Mitchell is in the Hawthorne team. And yeah. So they seem, they seem to think because he uh, has done that job for a long time that it might be a match-up more than anything. Yeah. They might need someone to stop Mitchell. It's a big call, isn't it? Well, you know what other thing happens? If you haven't pinched anyone for a year, yeah, your forearm muscles get really, they just kind of atrophy a little bit. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So you don't want him a quarter time. He's just like, I can't pinch anymore, Ross. And Ross is yeah. like, you've got to dig deep, son. But one man who's going to play this weekend, uh, obviously, and, and he's been, he was on crutches during the week. This is unbelievable. Nat Fife, who was the name, the MVP during the week. He's going to win the Brownlow, isn't he? He's already well, got the MVP. He's locked that up. Can we backtrack for a second? There was an article I saw about the Doggers. Nat Fife was on crutches, and Pavlich was in a moon boot. Yeah. And they were going, nah, it's all fine. Everything's fine. Yep. I found that really, really strange. Aaron Sandlands was in an iron lung. Yeah. Like, uh, like a big one. Mm, quite incredible. Um, <laughs> he was in the back of a, back of a, a train carriage. <laughs> With his but, head uh, poking out. I find it really remarkable that, you know, dude's on crutches, and, and you walk around in a moon boot. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And just what I love is the way they go, oh, you know, I'll just see how I feel on game day. I, I, you know, I'll do a bit of a, a, a test, but I think I'll be okay. You go, no, you're going to be jabbed up to the point where yeah, you true. don't know what fucking day it is. Yeah, true. true. You're going to be Ryan Crowley'd off your head. <laughs> of course you're going to be able to get out there. I'd be able to get out there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Fife, you did win the uh, MVP. He uh, did. And you were there, weren't you? I was, mate. You know who the first person I saw when I walked in was? JGD. Oh, no way. Chuck get. Jack, Jack Gunston's dad. I saw That's him and awesome. I was going to go over and talk to him. I thought, it's too, it's too weird now. It's too weird to say that there's a friend of mine who goes to the game. <laughs> Stands near you. Takes photos of you and sends them to, to me. Yeah. And then he'll get on social media and tell literally millions of people yeah. that he is standing near you. Yeah. And then they will reply and respond and try to find <laughs> him at the game as well. Yeah. And then, that, nice to meet you, mate. And, and people have uploaded photos of your wife. But apart from that, all good. How are you, Jack? What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, how are you, Jack Senior? <coughs> Ray. Um, so let me quickly go through. Um, so I went there with uh, Limo, friend of the show. Uh-huh. So he said, do you want to come to the MVPs? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Because I, I knew it was going to be better than the Brownlow, not as long. The yep. whole thing went for about the actual MVP, you know, best captain, most courageous Best first player, I think, was the other one, and then MVP. Yep. That took an hour, so that was great. Did up up there, Kazali get a run? 
No, there was a there was a band on who I'd never heard of. They were from Adelaide, and then no one paid attention to them. Yeah. And basically, uh, Jonathan Brown and Tommy Little ran the show, and then we just, you know, they kind of went, and so-and-so was one. And yeah, that great. was it. It was really quick. It was really good. Isaac Heaney got the best first-year player. He did. Bob Murphy. Got, got the best captain. The best captain. And, and most courageous went Luke to Luke Parker. Yeah. And then they had the 22 under-22 team. Yes. Uh, and Jake Stringer was the captain of that. Yeah, so it was all it was all pretty good. And then, of course, uh, as soon as they had the – they said, oh, we've got a, a link to the Perth studios. And you went, oh, Nat Five's going to win that then. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. That's sure. pretty much taken. So they had five people who were, you know, potentials to win the MVP. Oh. So that was uh, Fife, Dangerfield, Josh Kennedy from W from uh, West Coast, Pritis, and Todd Goldstein were the five okay. who were up there. Yeah. And everyone just you just went, it's Fifey. <laughs> like stop pretending it was Fifey. But I was sitting on the, uh, I sat with some Hawthorne players on their table. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was sitting with. Um, I'm sorry to sorry to hurt you like this, mate. But they're bump buddies now, so I just I'm happy to talk about it. That's so cool. Uh, Isaac Smith. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Brad Hill. Hello. A uh, man called Luke Hodge. Hodge. Uh, Sean, Sean Burgoyne. Burgers. And Luke. Josh Gibson. Gibber. Gibber, yep. And were James Sicily. With... No, he wasn't. And were they uh, Were they there with partners? No, they weren't. Most of the players oh. weren't. Yep. Yeah, but those boys, they kind of uh, were there for about half an hour and then Hodgie gave out the best captain award and he left. He didn't tell anyone else. He just yep. took off. And now the other players are like, oh, Hodgie's done a runner on us. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And then he's texting him going, mate, I'm gone. And they're like, oh, we're, we're going. We're going. And then at the next break, because um, Sean Burgoyne had to do a thing for a charity. And then uh-huh. he did that. And then they all fucked off before the MVP. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. So was that a pattern in the room, do you think? Maybe a few of the teams that were involved got out there early? Yeah, I think so. If you're part of... Uh, I mean, it was only an hour, but they knew that no one on their table was going to win the MVP. Yeah. So then it was just then it was just Limo and I sitting on a whole table by ourselves. Yep. And then before they gave the MVP out, Limo was like, oh, "I'm going to go home. I'm going to get up for Bricky Radio this morning." I'm like, "You can't leave me on a table by myself <laughs> at the MVP awards because if they cut around and they know where the Hawthorne table is, you cleared out a table. I cleared out a table. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there by myself and just went, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It had to do with, you know, training and getting yeah, up early. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, was that my... annoying guy who kept on going yeah. asking stupid this questions. my great, yeah, like stupid questions like, so if you kick it between the two big sticks, that's how many yeah. points? Six. Yeah. Wow, six. That's incredible. And I kept yeah. like, I kept offering Hodgie beers like every five minutes. Okay, that was fucking hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> hey, it's actually another award. Uh, the Education and Training Excellence Award presented by La Trobe University. Oh, yeah. And that went to Mike Pike. Oh, that did too. Given to Sydney Swans, Mike Pike, for his outstanding commitment to his Masters in Comments and Career Development. Good on him. People say he's just a Canadian, but I've always disagreed with that. Yeah. Oh, and then our good buddy Adrian Brown won an award. Yes. So he was uh, Adrian Brown. He did that. Uh, if you go online, there's a whole series of videos following Rob Murphy during the year. And they're mm. fantastic videos. It's him at home and him on the training track. And I think they must be on the I AFL website. Him, I would say him on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Murphy yeah. on the train. Coming out on the, on the line out to Footscray. Yeah. Ah, g'day, Robbie. Hey, mate. <laughs> you got, oh, Ryan Crowley, what are you doing? Yeah, you, got, you, you got two bucks for me, mate? 
Oh, Crowley, you're always on me. So that's on the AFL website and I th- probably the Doggies website. But Adrian Brown, who was the executive producer before the game, and he just put these videos together and they're actually really good. They're well worth mm. checking out. Now, did we win the uh, best uh, football podcast by any chance? Is there an award for that by any chance? Surprisingly, or? there's not. And I, because we, well, actually no, because Adrian Brown won the media award, and that. So as I oh, was yeah. as I was walking towards the stage, <laughs> and they said Adrian Brown, and then I was the guy that yelled out, "I oh, get fucked," <laughs> and they they gave it to someone else, and then I was in a scuffle with uh, Jonathan Brown, so uh-huh. I threw a few lapel punches. Yep. Um, I wasn't happy, mate. You chucked a crownie at his crown. Yeah, and I just I grabbed Mike Brady. I said, "If you sing Kazali <laughs> on Grand Final Day, mate," I said, "Watch your fucking back." <laughs> so no, we didn't win anything. But next year, Michael, we're up for it. If yeah, as long sure, as the people sure. vote for us, as long as the fans are there for us, that's all that matters to us. Now a bit of talk in the coaching department, Adam. Oh yeah, um, Scott Camperiali. Now he has said that he'll take a bit of a time to have a bit of a break and have a talk to his family about whether he might be going for the Adelaide job. Yeah, well, I, I um, guess it was an interesting one for Camperiali because he did it like it wasn't like an aspirational thing. He took over because he had to take over, and so I guess yeah. he hadn't really thought about it. And now he gets to the end of the season, and he probably went, "I fucking really like that." Yeah, yeah, and he, he didn't do a bad job, did he? No, they did very well. Hmm. You know, in trying circumstances, he went at least this man can galvanize a team. In the worst possible circumstances. Yeah. So at the middle, I think uh, Scotty Burns might be in the run. Oh, yeah. And also... Uh, Stuart uh, Jew is in the run because I know he loves a good frog cake and he loves a uh, he loves a pie floater. So he's... <laughs> like, that's where he put on all his weight was when he was at Port Adelaide. So he's, uh-huh. he's happy to get back there. And there was another player who'd had a bit of time at Adelaide before they were going to talk to. Oh, I can't remember his name now. Um, and also... Um, no, Adrian. No, was it Bissett? Bickley? No. What's his... Uh, no. I can't remember. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. Um, but also, Worsfold... Well, he's an interesting one because they... Well, he's a director of coaching in Adelaide. He's not really in the Adelaide job, but Essendon are going for him. Well, he could be in the Adelaide job, but Essendon, yeah. Essendon flew over. They flew... Uh, who went over? I think it was on, 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 on Little's... He's got a private jet. I've got here the chairman, the CEO, the captain, and wannabe captain. Yeah. So that would be Xavier Campbell. That'd be uh, Paul Little. That'd be Job and Dyson Heppel. Captain. Yeah, Dyson Heppel. Yeah. So they flew over, and it was against AFL rules. And I just thought at the time, I thought, you know what? I thought I thought Essendon would play by the rules just for a little bit longer. Well, I think it's actually more of a gentleman's agreement uh, in in that regard. I think it's not so much against the rules, but oh. it's more just like the teams have agreed that we won't we won't to do this kind of stuff while people are in other jobs or while they're in season or whatever. Ah, right. Um, Just like it's a gentleman's agreement not to take steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to kind gotcha. of uh, inject, you know, cement into one's ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So it's a handshake are, thing. Yeah, it's, you know, bring the entire game to disrepute and make yeah. a, a, legal, a legal case that runs for three years there. No, yeah, just yeah a, it's, it's, just a thing. <laughs> it's a thing between blokes. Um, and there's also a bit of kerfuffle because people were saying that maybe Worsfold might be offered a five-year contract too. Well, they said he, like what I'm reading from, what I've been hearing from Purple is that he had been offered a five-year deal and now it's up to him to take it. Oh, far out. And they reckon oh, his family might be uh, more inclined to come back to Melbourne uh-huh. than, uh, you know, wanting to stay in Adelaide. So his yeah. family's gone, oh, fuck this. This is boring. Yeah, definitely. We've, I definitely. mean, the, we've got a footbridge. We love yeah. the footbridge. Yeah. But we need more. Yeah, but we'd prefer like a restaurant to stay open later than 9pm. Yes, I mean, things like that. There's little things like that that um, the rest of the family want. 
So Bombers, yeah, I mean, people are probably a bit aware about Bombers offering any kind of contract longer than maybe a year yeah. or two, yeah. just by the fact that it hasn't worked out so well. No, I think they try to just go a ten-year deal. Let's just let's just lock out the next decade for the Bombers. We don't have to worry about them; they can take care of themselves. It's a long time though, five years. Why well, take us through to the year twenty twenty? Yeah. Oh wow! All of Kevin Rudd's uh, initiatives. From 2007. Oh, fantastic. Eight. Wouldn't it be great to see those out as a, as a AFL coach? Everything that Kate Blanchett and Hugh Jackman came up with at that conference, by yeah. 2020 we'll have that. That uh, all will be there. That is great. That's amazing. Oh, it's going to be a different Australia in 2020. It will, oh, it's, no wonder it's a risk to sign a five-year deal. You don't, don't know what the future's going to hold uh, like you, that. You don't know how. Like People might even be you know, driving around the MCG in a hovercraft. 2020. Bloody hell. We could have 12 different prime ministers by, yeah. the, by that time. I mean, Jack Watts could be like in the top 10 players at Melbourne by 2020. <laughs> um, hey, Adam. Yes, Michael. There's a guy who got nominated for Australian of the Year. Oh, yeah. Now, was if it, you're thinking it, football. You're was thinking it us? Football, well, no, that's another issue. Okay. If you're thinking football, Australian rules football. Okay. Good to the Australian of the Year, obviously. Of course. Um, let me think. Um, someone like... Uh, uh, an ornament to a game. Who would be? Uh, would, uh, Has Kevin Sheedy been nominated for Australian of the Year? That's a good point. Yeah, it sounds like a stupid someone? thing that someone would have nominated him for at some point. Or maybe Gill had done some kind of charitable thing, like yeah. the, in the organisation. So maybe he got nominated. Or... Tony Shaw. I mean, he's oh, Bob... a, he, he runs a good uh, sportsman's night. Why wouldn't you get him as Australian of the Year? Bob Murphy. Yeah. Um, Purple. Ah. Oh. The Wolfpack. Can you have Australians people. of the Year like the Wolfpack? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's many, obviously, people who can be uh, nominated for Australian of the Year. Yeah. Robbo? Yeah, he'd be on the list. He's yeah. On, perennial. For, like, his dedication to bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joffa. Oh, He's yeah. been nominated for Australian of the Year. Yeah, good. That's good. And uh, on, on, on... I mean, he, do, he does do stuff for charity, doesn't he? Well... It's done a lot for our humour. Done a lot for society. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, he's great. Made it, made it easier to know who to avoid in life. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's made the 128-person shortlist, which will be cut down to 32. Hang on, hang on, two, hang on, hang on. Two months ha- time. How many on the shortlist? 128. Fuck off. So, how, how, how can I not get on that? 128. Well, maybe you are. You just haven't been told yet. Check your email. Might be an old email. That's know. not a short list, mate. That's just fucking. That's a blanket. <laughs> you just happen to walk past the Australian of the Year person. It's like check out, check out your old email, Captain Carlton sixty nine at com. And so Joffa doesn't know who nominated him. So it's like anything you can just nominate whoever you want. Okay, so it's like clear about your of the year. Yeah, a bit like that actually. Yeah, and maybe you can two, do both. To his credit, he does do a lot of charity work. That's why he has the... Uh, yeah, he the, does stuff for epilepsy. Is that right? Yeah, it does. And, uh, and yep. RecLink to provide and promote sport and art for people experiencing disadvantage. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, Jaffa. yeah, that's a really good thing to do. Oh, and he's, like got, he's got a book out? Yes. He's got make a gold jacket tailors. They're in business because of Joffa. They, yeah, they were struggling through the 90s. And then Joffa he, stood up. Yeah, so he actually... Yeah, he's going to be... Well, uh, who knows if you're going to make it any further. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, um, rally without notice, Michael. Okay. How about we get the people of Melbourne to support oh. Joffa 
get for Australian him. of the Year. Get fucking get behind him. That's a Pe- really good point. People really, don't know really what he does. He's, he's he's helping out charities. He's helping out the homeless and and, and the people who are doing it tough. Yep, and so yep. you know what? Instead of mocking Joffa, let's get yeah. behind Joffa. That's and true. We should get our our wolf pack, our junk pack. Yep. Let's give gold jackets to all the homeless people. Uh-huh. Here we go. Australians. Give them game over signs. Yeah. And we ignore that we ignore the Collingwood angle. Ignore that. Forget the Collingwood angle. He's he's ignore doing all, all the damage he's doing yeah. through barracking for Collingwood. Yeah, forget that he starts off that fucking annoying Collingwood. <laughs> yep, forget yep, that. Yep. Forget he's done that. He's doing good. Let's focus on the good. Give yep. all the homeless people a gold jacket. Let you know what? Let the homeless people go to Collingwood games because you wouldn't be able to tell the difference anyway. Uh-huh. So if it's against like GWS at the MCG, just let the homeless in. So it fills uh-huh. up the crowd by another 30,000. Yep, that's great. That's and great. that's a Joffa initiative that he can have from us. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, Joffa to be Australian of the Year 2016. That's the, uh, that's the aim we set ourselves here at yeah. Joffa Time. We don't do a lot of good deeds. No, we don't. Very few. Very, no. very few. Very few. Yeah, we've been told how many we do. Um, but this is one we can get behind. Joffa. For Australian of the Year. We want to see him on that stage, shaking the hand of uh, Prime Minister Turnbull. Yep. Or whoever the fuck it might be by now. <laughs> yep, yep. Prime Minister Bishop, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there we go. Okay, Joffa, Australian of the Year. It's going to happen. And the thing is, like we've uh, in Australia, we've made a bit of a thing of being able to boo our Australians of the Year, so it just keeps in the theme with what we've been doing the last few years. So that's great. That's a really good idea. It'd yeah. be a really beautiful moment if he could take step onto the stage at the front of Parliament House and oh. everybody in Australia can just stand and look at their TV and just boo. Yeah. Join us one. Just boo in pride of how much you hate the Australian of the Year in the gold jacket. Hey, uh, Ads. Yeah. Mick. What do you reckon about the um, centre bounce? I don't I think it's high enough. Yeah. I think if it doesn't get to 3.6 metres, mm-hmm. you call it, call the game off. Yep. Yeah. Put a lot of pressure. You know what? Let's put some pressure on the umpires. You know, goes outside the circle, they whistle, blow it, bring it back. Yeah, but the, the one thing that really annoys me about that, okay, you know when it starts off the start of the game? Yeah. They bounce the ball, goes outside the circle, they bring it back. Mm-hmm. There's 19 minutes 58 remaining on the clock. Uh-huh. Oh, they should and, put that back on. Yeah. You go, yeah, uh, excuse me, game hasn't started. What if you get to the end of the game, two seconds to go, you're just yep. about to kick a goal, siren goes, you go, what about that fucking umpire at the start of the game? Yep. He bounced it outside the circle and you blew and you let time go. It's going to happen in a grand final one day, mate. Oh, that is what I'm worried about, Michael. I'm <laughs> fucking worried about that. that. That could cost Carlton the grand final win in 2038. Uh-huh. Um, well, Gil said... Gil, along that line, Gil said, uh, I think... Oh, well, he <laughs> talked about the issue should be dis- you know, uh, uh, discussed. I think it's a good debate. <laughs> it's slightly... Anticlimactic traditions important in our game, and the bounce has been a spectacular, unique part of our game. Powerful words, my leader. They're very, very powerful words, and I think he's got a point. It is tradition. Do you think? Because they, they they throw it up around the ground now. They don't bother yeah. about the bounce. Do we let it go? What, what are your thoughts on it, Michael? You're a traditionalist. I know that. You're an MCC member. You love your Hawks. You've uh, been following the game since 1902. What are your thoughts? I think we should be throwing it off the top of the Southern Sand. Yep. MCG. Just some, one, one lucky kid. Yeah, yeah. Every every day, every every match. Yep. You know, he goes into a competition or something, and they get tasked with the job of throwing it off the top. It's a big throw. And then it may not hit the middle. Yeah, no, then it's probably like not. It's a, it's, and I love a good foot race. 
Yeah. So it's a foot race to wherever the ball may land. And so you don't see where the kid's going to pop up. You don't know. You know, it could be on the southern stand, could be on the northern stand. Could be any part of the ground, actually. Could yeah. be Ponsford, Anywhere. yeah. As long as you're on top of the stand at every ground. Yep. Turfs the ball off. Yeah. And away we go. Bit of innovation. What Gets about? the kids involved. I like that innovation. Okay, what about this, right? Little trap door opens uh-huh. in the middle of the ground, and the ball just shoots out. Shoop! Straight yep. into the air. So I might oh, go. Okay. I might Shot, go. Yeah, like from a t-shirt gun. Actually, t-shirt gun. T-shirt cannon. Fire yeah. the ball out of the t-shirt cannon. Maybe the umpire's holding a t-shirt cannon. There we go. Shoots it up in the air. Oh, wouldn't that be great? And that way you can, uh, the umpires, and I know it's, it, it's, it's finishing now, but wouldn't it be great if the umpires had been able to sub people out with the T-shirt cannon? <laughs> Just shoot the red vest at them. Shoom, you're done. <laughs> Kochi, you've only got eight touches. It's in the last quarter of an elimination final. Shoom. Yeah. Put it save, on, son. Get the fuck off. Save a lot of time, though. Also, get all the kind of medical supplies in there. T-shirt cannon with bandages in there. Yeah. Blood. Shoot. Covered up. No need to go off the ground. Take no care need. of. Yeah, fuck. The umpires, yeah, they just loaded them up. Yeah, every umpire. Two, three, four, five T-shirt cannons on them, all for the various needs. Yep. And even if you need one, you've got the emergency umpire with his tracksuit pants on, jogs mm-hmm. out, goes, get out of the fight, fellas. Shump, T-shirt yep. cannon. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I love it. What about the way, you know, when you start, you know, foosball, uh, table soccer? Oh, yeah. What's it, you know, you drop it in the middle or something? Yeah, so you either drop it in the middle, so that way you get you can get a helicopter or something, or like a... Yeah, I mean, helicopter was my kind of first original thought. A drone? A helicopter hovering above the ground at all times, and someone drops the ball out of there. That's not bad, because then you've got to time it, the wind. Hmm. Or what if it drops from a, like... Because, you know, on grand final day, they have a jumbo jet, like the Qantas A380 flies yep. over. Yep, so that guy could just throw the ball out the window while yeah. it's flying over. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of options. And I just don't think that we need to be traditionalists in the way that we've been. I think we're due for a change. Definitely. And I think, I think uh, as, you know, as supporters, I think we can cope with that. Yeah, we need to adapt with the technology at hand. Yeah. You know, and back in you know, 1908, they didn't have T-shirt cannons. No, they didn't. But now we do have T-shirt <laughs> cannons. It's a different era. You know, this isn't your father's AFL. Yeah. <laughs> this is current day. This is Generation uh, Y. Um, well, actually, Adam, there's very. I think it's probably the biggest news story of the year when it comes to football. Yep. Um, what do you got for me? MCC, the Melbourne Cricket Club. What have they done? What have they done? They're my people. I didn't get. I didn't get. I didn't get in the email. That's. I'm. I'm on their list. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely massive news. The Melbourne Cricket Club has voted in favour of the introduction of a new provisional membership category in response to its ever-growing waiting list. Adam, hot stuff, Adam. 67% of nearly 19,000 votes cast were in favour of third membership category. Adam, unbelievable news. Mm-hmm, MCC mm-hmm. intends to include 10,000 provisional members in time for the 2015-2016 cricket season and 50,000 over the next 10 years. It's massive stuff, Adam. So what does provisional get for me as a non-member on the waiting list? I think provisional means that you get to go to most of the games but not the good ones. Here we go. <laughs> yes. So I can see. So are you telling me that I can see... Say S and V G W S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ho, ho, provisional! <laughs> Here we come. For what else do I get for that? Three hundred twenty-five dollars. You can do that. Fuck, that's not bad. Yeah. So. So if there's that... a final at the MCG between say North Melbourne and the Gold Coast uh-huh, on a Sunday afternoon, yeah, traditional time of four forty. Yeah, in. I mean, oh, ho, ho, fucking hell! <laughs> Dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. You know what so, I love is uh, that even though I mock you regularly for being an MZ, MCC member, yeah. I uh, you were the one who I got to sign my oh, really? uh, my um, you know application. Yeah, got to. 
we, you know, they take it very seriously. When did you do that? I don't remember remember doing that. Uh, that was when we were working at Skid House, so that would have been in 2004. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Huh. And I'm no closer. So, well, it says here under the current system it will take 50 to 60 years to become a full member of the MCC. That's a long time. Here we go. <laughs> I don't really need to say that out loud. That, that is obviously a long time. Yeah, that's, that's not great. So when you're 90, you'll be able to stroll in. Oh, yeah. You'll be able to stroll in and watch oh, the... Oh, mate. The, you'll be able to stroll in and watch the Carlton Bulldogs. Yep. <laughs> oh, that amuses on, you, does it? <laughs> take on the Gold Coast Bombers. Yeah. On the bottom level, obviously, I'll be on my fourth hip. Little kid throwing the ball off the top of the roof. <laughs> Umpire. Yep. T-shirt cannon. You'll be turning to your, your, your six children by six different women. Yep. All of them Collingwood supporters. Yep. Say, so, look at that, kids. That was my initiative. Yeah. I put there. that into play. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, and why is it called the Wayne Jackson Oval? You go, well, when I won, <laughs> when I won Podcast of the Year, uh, that was another thing that we suggested. My friend Michael, Michael, he's the guy who uh, died a few years back. Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy who shot up the MCG <laughs> <laughs> after Hawthorne lost by a kick yeah. in the 2015 Grand Final because the umpire bounced the ball. Yeah, went away two yeah. seconds. Two seconds off elapsed. the clock. Yeah. Luke Bruce is running into the goal square. Siren goes. We yeah. lose. Chami gets down to business. He's the reason that we're all members is because he took our 40,000 yeah. people and we moved up the waiting list. He's a good yeah. man. He's a good <laughs> yeah. man. He's the one whose statue's out the front with the AK-47. <laughs> He's the reason why we get a very thorough security search on the way into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a really interesting discussion point. Mm. Um, another interesting discussion point, Adam, is the solo show I'm doing at the Comedy Store in Sydney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, no people. Yeah, like no, the footy one? gods will be there for that, mate. Yeah, October two, seven pm at the Comedy Store. Tickets at comedystore.com.au, and then it's an early flight the next morning to the grand final. Adam, no Capapalooza this year for it's, us. It's a no shame. It's no Capapalooza. It's a shame for everyone, not just for us, but for Melbourne in general, yeah. Australia in general. Australia's lost out. I know. I know a lot of people flew into Melbourne for Capapalooza last year, and it's a shame they don't get to experience that two years in a row. But maybe it's too much to take on. Two straight years. Well, that's the thing, though. But it, it's a, it really became part of the Melbourne AFL culture, didn't yeah. it? By the fact, you know, you Brownlow Monday, yep. you do the uh, parade on the Friday, you have Capapalooza on the morning of the Saturday, yeah. and then you head to the game or you go to a barbie, you get your drink on, all that kind of stuff, and then you head back to Capapalooza yeah. to find out that it finished hours yeah. before and you're a loser <laughs> who showed back up at Capapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> Which yes, I did exactly. After your team won a grand uh, final, you went back there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, we are JunktimeAfflePod at Gmail. We are JunktimeAfflePod on Twitter and Facebook. Adam, you're not going to... Am I right? You're not going to actually be around in Australia for the grand final? No, I'm going to be doing gigs in the, in the Middle East for the Australian troops, the Australian army. So I'll be watching with the troops over there, which I think will be a fun experience. Yeah, yeah that'd be incredible. Yeah. Huh. Huh. We've all got a lot going on. Anyway, the point yep. is... <laughs> well, you, you hang on. Next uh, weekend, you'll still be in Rod Carter Studios. Is that correct? I shall be, yep. yeah. And we're doing the, uh, the, the link up yep. again, getting the stat the light going. So, we'll see you next week. the way to do it. Oh, tips, Adam. Oh, it's all over the shop. Tips. Uh, Hawthorne West Coast Grand Final for mine. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that as yeah. well. It, it, it breaks uh, me to say that, but I think that's the way it's going to go. And then we bring back Angry and the Batman Absolutely. That, that needs yeah. to happen. If that doesn't happen, it's a, it's a, it's a farce. Yeah, it's a travesty. Yeah. Think of the traditions. Of the <laughs> exactly, Michael. See you next week. Go Hawks. Go the Weagles.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.